Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us here on the BetUS NBA show. I'm Kate Constable, joined by Alex Christensen and Josh C. Yesterday, great day for us here on the show. In fact, it's been a great week here on the show. Had a clean sweep yesterday, 3-0. Josh, you were on the show yesterday with us, and you had the Magic Plus 7, 6.5 over the Suns yesterday, and that ended up being a very close game, so good win for you. Congratulations. Thank you. It's always fun to win with ugly teams in the NBA. I feel like you earn it when you win with ugly teams, right? So it wasn't quite as comprehensive as uh, your win on the Brooklyn Nets, but it got there in the end, and that's all that matters. So another day ahead of us, a bigger day ahead of us, plenty to get through, but always good to start the week on the show with a winner. Yes, and I had the Brooklyn Nets minus four. Same with Chris. That one um, looked very good all throughout the game. I did get a little nervous late in the third, early in the fourth, and Contrellet might make a little push. But Kyrie dropping 50. Good, good, much-needed win for the Brooklyn Nets yesterday. Alex, you weren't on the show yesterday, but you had a fantastic day, too, all around for us. Well, smart enough to tell you guys, I got the Nets I had the magic as well, and then I decided you know, to lay the biggest point number I've laid this year, 14, 13, whatever the heck it was with the Bucks, which I was kind of kicking myself for not taking the team total over when they had 90 points with about six minutes left in the fourth quarter. I'm sorry, in the third quarter. <laughs> Again, 90 points with about six minutes left in the third quarter, and yet they were still only up about 12, but got it together in the fourth, won the fourth quarter by 15 points alone. Yeah, I was watching that game, just keeping an eye on it, and late in the third, early in the fourth. It's still, I don't think they were covering the spread at that point, but I look up towards the end of the game and they've won by how many? 20 some? 145 points. So oh, they just, exploded. yeah, in that fourth quarter. Fortunately for you though, Alex, not on the show yesterday, which means those wins don't count, which means yeah. you still need to gain some uh, traction over Chris here. And without him, today's the day to do it. So let's get that done today. Also, BetUS has just launched a brand new YouTube channel. It's more sports channel, has golf, tennis, horse racing, and with the Players' Championship coming up, starting tomorrow, actually, uh, we just released our Players' Championship preview over on that channel. So go over to the more sports, golf, tennis, horse racing channel on YouTube. Check that out. Also have um, full Triple Crown coverage coming up soon. So make sure to subscribe to that channel. And uh, we'll throw the link here in the chat. That way it's easy for you guys to find and get over there. Also, speaking of the chat feature, tons of games on the slate today, but we only touch on a couple each show. So drop in the chat feature which games you want to hear or questions you have, any picks you like or don't like of ours. And we will touch on those towards the end of the show during our question and answer session. So to kick things off today, we'll take a look at our overall record. Alex, let's see where uh, you and Chris are. How many back you are from him well we know the math issues on this show so i'm just gonna say you're a handful <laughs> back <laughs> still still a few percent behind i'm up at around 54 55 percent chris at close to 58 percent so gotta catch up again he's got more losses than me now i just need to catch up on the wins a little bit all right well those wins are coming today josh above 500 no, it's only taken like since December, but we got there. <laughs> We're there, yes. And um, I'm sitting at 90 and 84. So good day with plenty of games to add to that total win column today. And this is going to be an interesting one starting out because someone's going to lose in this one. Bulls and Pistons. Bulls 
a six-point favorite on the road. Total here is 227. Bulls have lost their last five. They need to win badly. Pistons, they're kind of on the up and up, if you want to call it that, for Detroit. They've won their last three, six of eight. And um, if they get a win tonight, this could make it their longest win streak of the season. Alex, you and Josh both like the Pistons tonight, so tell me why that is. How, how can you not like this Pistons team? I, I think we're seeing the impact of some of the changes made to some of the lottery rules. They went back a few years ago and, and tweaked the odds for your chances to get to kind of picks one through three through five to flatten the curve a little bit. So instead of being this race to be the worst record, as long as you're around that third, fourth worst record in the league, you pretty much have the same um, chances, everybody. So teams like this are looking less at strategic losing, and I think more on trying to build a little bit of a team here. I mean, I don't know if I would do that necessarily if I were the Pistons with guys like Bagley somehow suddenly getting a bunch of minutes, but it's great to see Cunningham out there playing a lot. Jeremy Grant's finally back. Sadiq Bay continues to get better every single night, and they have some veterans around them, you know, Corey Joseph, Kelly Olenek, guys who can sort of fit things together in what, you know, is essentially a poor man's good team, if you will. Um, but you look at the Chicago Bulls, they continue to be without all of their guards. This is a really tough schedule spot for them. Um, just an awful road trip. They get to go home and, and play Cleveland here. So, again, might be looking a little bit ahead to that. And just from a matchup perspective, the, the guards that the Bulls are missing tonight are really going to be problematic. I think, that again, we're going to get to see Kate Cunningham and those guys to the Pistons play really well. We know Vucevic, um, I think he's questionable still. If he's out tonight, it could be a tough kind of schedule loss here for the Bulls, who really honestly could use a win. Josh, do you agree you're also on the Pistons tonight? Yeah, I mean, that basically covers it, right? The Pistons at the moment, certainly a bet on team. I think the market undervaluing them pretty drastically. Um, you know, like Alex said, I think the change of format to your lottery percentages have sort of given us opportunities on some of these bottom teams, Chicago, Orlando in particular, who have good young cores and are willing to sort of put their best foot forward at this time of the season, whereas perhaps in years past they haven't done so. Um, and it's made for you know interesting betting lines and numbers as a result. And I think this is one of those situations where you have Chicago spiraling a little bit, struggling to sort of get to you know steadying that ship, if you will. And as a result, we're getting a really good number on Detroit, where I think it probably should be about a four and a half, five, to be honest. Especially if Vucevic doesn't go ahead and play, that'll you know provide even greater value on the current line at the moment. If he does, I'm not necessarily too phased either. I think there's still a good market edge here to be had on Detroit. Uh, you look at how they these two teams match up as well. The Pistons have been doing a terrific job of um, aggressively driving to the basket, Cade Cunningham in particular, and then he's doing a great job as well of being able to kick out and find people in corner three situations. So those are the two most frequent shot types that they're taking, and they're the two worst areas defended by the Bulls over the past two months of basketball. So, you know, everything sort of sets up nicely for Detroit's offense to be able to take advantage here. And ultimately, I think it's just too many points for Chicago to be laying on the road at the moment, given their situation and personnel. All right, well, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one because I'm taking the Bulls here tonight. I say throw out all the numbers. The Bulls need a win. Simple as that. They've lost their last five. They're fourth in the Eastern Conference right now. They're only a game, half a game up on Boston, a game up on Cleveland. So they lose a couple. They could drop down to that sixth seed. They lose a few more. It's a very real possibility they could see themselves in the play-in tournament. So wanting to avoid that altogether, Bulls desperately need to win and, and need to turn things around. They've also played some really tough opponents lately. They've played uh, Memphis, second seed in the West, Miami, top seed in the East. Then they had Atlanta, eh, play-in. 
And then they went Milwaukee and Philly, both top three teams in the East. So they've had a tough schedule lately. Now they maybe should have won a couple of those games, but it's not like their opponents have been absolute cakewalks. Pistons, they're on the up and up. They're playing really well right now, but I think they're due for a little bit of negative regression. I mean, their last four wins have come by a combined 11 points. Two of those games in overtime. So if they get a different bounce in one or two of those, all of a sudden that record looks different. This line looks different. So I'm taking the Bulls here tonight, laying the points. They've also won and covered in their last 10 games over the Pistons. So banking on the Bulls, doing the same again tonight. Bulls are also getting Alex Caruso back pretty soon. He has been cleared to go through full contact practices starting Friday. So great news for the Bulls, for Bulls fans. Patrick Williams is also um, now allowed for limited contact practice. So regardless of... This game, what goes on, Bulls are starting to get some players back and starting to get healthy. So, breaking rights on the line for us. Someone will have um, a nice little monologue, something to say to the others tomorrow. <laughs> Alex and Josh both taking the points with the Pistons, and I'm laying the points with the Bulls. The Hawks are in Milwaukee tonight, taking on the Bucks. Bucks are a four-and-a-half-point favorite here. Total is 239-and-a-half. The Bucks have won their last five. They had a win over Oklahoma City last night. Hawks are coming off of an overtime loss to the Pistons on Monday. And Alex, you're taking the under here. It's something that feels a little silly. I know I've talked on this show about how generally high totals historically have done well to the over. And it's tempered a little bit this season. I think that they've done a little bit better job at some of those higher numbers. It's certainly not the big advantage it was. Either way, it's just sort of a little add-on, something I try to layer on top of my decisions. I try to generally trust some of my numbers. And this is a total where I struggle to get this even close to the 239. I, you know, get the shooting percentages up, pick the pace up. I'm still at like 236, 237. Um, this Hawks team, when they're fully healthy with John Collins, is a better defensive team. The way they've changed their lineups a little bit, it actually has measured the pace out a little bit. Trey Young is someone that I think we remember kind of what he was three years ago, two years ago, as opposed to what we saw last year. And this year, he's hold on to the ball a little more. He's hunting more for those pick and rolls unless we're kind of chucking up threes. And you get into that as well as the Bucks, who are in a tough schedule spot here. Um, are not going to try to push the pace at all in what is, should still be a tough game for them. I mean, they get to come home quickly to play Atlanta before heading back out the door to go on a West Coast trip here. So I think we're going to see a, a Budenholzer really try to slow this game down quite a bit. Now, my only concern is maybe things get a little out of hand here and Atlanta gets a big lead and the Bucks have to chase. But I think that Milwaukee's going to be able to come out here, dictate the pace. And when they do, I don't see the Hawks trying to push the ball, honestly, either. So the more I look at this game, again, it's just hard for me to get to such a big number. So I'm going to go against myself a little bit here and, and go under the big number. Why do you think the Hawks or the Bucks aren't going to try the try to push the pace at all in this game? Top Everyone should be exhausted. Right? What's that? Everyone should be exhausted. I mean, this is it's a back-to-back. -back, uh, it's a three and four again. That two tough games again. They blew out Oklahoma City, but you look at that. Everyone got a little more minutes than you thought. And again, they've got that Golden State game coming on Saturday. They do have a couple days beforehand though. But I think we'll see Milwaukee try to kind of slow this game down a little bit, which I think will be better for them overall. Okay. Well, this is another one where one of us is going to be happy tomorrow and the other likely isn't. Maybe we both could be because you're taking the game under. I'm going to take the Bucks team total over. Now, they did play last night, but no player other than Jordan Wara played more than 30 minutes. So 
a little bit of a rest there. Bucks offense in the last 10 games, second in offensive rating. They're averaging just under 123 points per game in their last three games on no rest. They're averaging 132 points per game. So I see this being a decently paced game. Maybe not as slow as you might think it is, Alex. Bucks are top 10 in pace over their last 10. Yeah, rolling your eyes. Second in uh, second chance points, best break points. And those are areas where uh, Atlanta struggles to defend. So I'm taking the Bucks team total over. You know, I'm just trying to be like you, Alex. You're always playing the team totals. I just want to be like you, okay? Yeah. You're too nice. It's okay. I mean, I guess there's a way we could all be happy, right? Like maybe the Hawks just barely score any points. I mean, surely that doesn't mess up Josh's bet, right? Josh? I am staying away from picking sides in this one. You guys do your thing here. I I like the Hawks a little bit here in this spot. Like Alex touched on, this is a, just an awkward schedule spot for Milwaukee coming back from Oklahoma City for one home game, then heading back west to play Golden State. Um, they've had quite a bit of sort of, you know, home away, home away travel over the last fortnight as well. So things, I think, slowly starting to add up for this team a little bit. Uh, maybe we get a little bit of a flat spot for them. Maybe they do come out the gates a little slower than usual here. So Atlanta with the points seems a decent angle for me. Um, in terms of the full game total itself, uh, yeah, you know, you're both right. I don't know. I, I, like I said, <laughs> I'm not getting involved in this one. You guys sort yourselves out. Hey, both right. So I, I like that. We can do that, Alex. Right? There's a way. We just, again, the Hawks just score nothing. Yeah. I can do that. All right. Okay. Alex, the game, full game under 239 and a half. And um, I am taking the Bucks team total over 122 in this one. The Raptors are in San Antonio playing the Spurs, our next game here. Raptors are two point favorites. Total is 228 and a half. The Spurs are coming off of a win over the Lakers. The Raptors are kind of looking to piece things back together after a 2-5 and five record since the All-Star break. Josh, tonight the night that the Raptors kind of get things back on track. Yeah, I think it is. So they start their West Coast rodeo tonight in San Antonio. It looks like Fred Van Vliet is back, and that is obviously a pretty big boost, I think, for this team, um, particularly offensively, just to give them a little bit more direction and stability there. Uh, you look at how the teams match up as well, and everything sort of points to this being a perfect situation for Toronto to take advantage. You know, defensively, they do a terrific job stacking the box, limiting opportunities at the rim, stopping teams from driving and, and settling for those mid-range paint shots. That's basically San Antonio's ammo, right? I mean, they're not a great perimeter team. They don't spread the floor particularly well, so points could be hard to come by for the Spurs in this one. And on the flip side of things, I mean, I think Toronto's length is going to cause the Spurs all types of trouble, you know, both defensively, but even offensively as well. Um, they should be able to get to their spots there, generate plenty of second chance opportunities. They do a terrific job, as we know, of crashing out offensive glass and do a terrific job of forcing turnovers as well. The Raptors top of the NBA in terms of turnover percentage forced, uh, you know, live turnovers. They are leading that category as well. These Spurs struggle to take care of the basketball, and it's something that they've struggled against when playing teams as well who are elite in that category. So, again, if that sort of transpires in the same way it has for teams who have played San Antonio and had success there, um, you know, the Spurs seem to give up plenty of opportunities in transition, fast break points, all things I think that Toronto will be able to capitalize on in this one. So, I did grab this one when it opened at a pick. I have no problem laying the two points here either now that we do 
know, or at least we think we know, that Fred Van Vliet is in. He has said he is in, so I imagine that's good enough for me. He's uh, likely going to be removed from the injury report, I'd say, in the next update. Um, but it is the NBA, and obviously I've been on the receiving end of mixed information before, so I'm not entirely confident in saying that he will play. However, if he does, minus two, no problem there. I, I have... Uh, I will be siding with the Raptors, I think, either either way here. And like I said, I've grabbed them at the money line, but happy at the current market price as well. I was a little hesitant to play this one before knowing that Van Fleet was in or out. But now that you say he's in, I do like Raptors minus two in this one. Not an official play for me, but I'm on your side there, Josh. Alex, what are your thoughts on this one, whether it be the side or the total? I was a little confused by this line. I, I guess kind of there people maybe knew that Van Vliet was going to be in. I actually like the Spurs here a little bit earlier this morning. But with Van Vliet in, it is a, a better matchup for Toronto overall. I mean, Josh broke it down very nicely the way that the Raptors are going to be able to take advantage of the Spurs here tonight. Thought about maybe an over, but, you know, that number is starting to tick up a little bit. Again, since Van Vliet's in, it makes perfect sense to me. It's I think if this game is anything, it, it turns into a track meet here. And the Raptors, for whatever reason, even with a shorter roster, don't seem to mind running. So um, lean to the over here, but just hard for me to wrap my head around this game with figuring out who's actually playing. Do the Spurs have any chance of – making the playoffs just looking at the standings right now they're in the uh 12th seed but they're only two games back from that 10th spot like is there any shot that if they go on a big run they get in it's possible i i don't think i would certainly bet on it you look at the schedule the rest of their way they have some tough games i mean minnesota they're gonna have to play new orleans twice i mean those are big games that's really what it comes down to yeah. if they're gonna make the playoffs they have to beat new orleans at least once probably twice and then the season finishes at Denver, at Minnesota, home Golden State, at Dallas. That is just a brutal four-game finish. They do get to play the Blazers back-to-back -back with Houston wrapped around in there at some point. And actually, they play the Blazers three times to finish the season. So they got some chance at some wins, but there, there's enough ugly games on here that it's probably not happening. Yeah, I think that's probably safe to say. All right, but uh, and especially if they lose tonight, Josh, then it's even harder. And Josh is uh, taking the Raptors over the Spurs tonight. Got the money line, but uh, laying the two points here on the show for us. Oh, no, you got the money line here on the show, too. Love it. All right. One uh, team you probably shouldn't take the money line on tonight because there is absolutely no value in that is the Utah Jazz. They are playing the Blazers tonight, and the Jazz are an 18-point favorite. Total's 222. I, I don't know. Is that spread the largest we've had this season? I can't yeah, think of any other game, be, yeah. but... We've had yeah. 18 points. The last yeah, no, week has been cut out of hand in terms of seeing 13s, 14s, 15s. Yeah. Like there was even a 16, but this this beats them all. It was, I think, even 18 and a half, 19 for whole minutes earlier, but it's definitely the biggest number. All right, so in this game, both of you have a play here. Do you lay the points with the Jazz, or uh, Josh, what are you taking <laughs> in this one? Um. As strange as it sounds, I don't think that's the wrong side in this situation. Uh, the Blazers are an absolute mess. They are struggling to put together an NBA caliber team on the floor at any given moment right now, given their situation with injuries and players sitting out and them going basically full tank mode, it seems. Um, so things just really ugly at the minute there. Uh, you look, since the All-Star break, they're just getting obliterated basically every night. The average losing margin is 30 points. That is just ridiculous in itself. And look, Utah's been terrible at covering double-digit spreads all season. 
uh, the worst record in the NBA in those instances. So, I mean, something's got to give, I guess, to, to some extent in this game. But it just this is the perfect situation for Utah to get right. They're finally healthy again. I think that's a big part of uh, some of their struggles this season is they haven't had that continuity in that starting lineup and in their rotations in particular. So now that everyone's back on deck, I think we should start to see the best of Utah going you know, from here on out to close out the regular season. Um, and in a game where, you know, you're playing a team that's going to offer basically no resistance defensively, I don't think there's any excuse for Utah not to be putting up a ton of points in this one. Um, you know, they'll get their shots at the basket. They'll get their looks from the perimeter. As long as things are dropping for them, which I imagine they will be, like I said, given that they're not exactly going to be contested in most of these situations, uh, there is no reason why this team doesn't put up upwards of 120 points here, just like basically everyone's doing against the Portland Trailblazers right now. So... I think the full game over is probably a decent look. I think Utah to cover this ridiculous spread is probably the right side. And so you put those two things together and you land on a Utah Jazz team total, which for me is probably the best look here. And I trust them to go over, like I said, that 120 points tonight at home against whatever you want to call these Blazers, some sort of G League rubbish side that they're putting together. Alex, what would you call these Blazers? I'm pretty sure it was you guys that were on the show when I listed three names and asked you how many of them were actually Blazers players, <laughs> and all three are. I believe it was Mr. Ellaby, Mr. Trenton Watford, and Greg Brown the third who are, are featuring prominently, and I'll do it yeah. the same exercise again. I'm going to list you off a couple names and let me know if you think any of them are actually Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> Elijah Hughes, Brandon Williams. Um, it's just it's unbelievable. It's, I can't even make names up. From college. I think. I didn't know he was in the NBA. All right. It's good for him. I mean, this is a great opportunity for guys to <laughs> get out here and play hard and get some minutes, which is why well, I'm going with Josh. I'm going to take the team total over. I'm going to take the guesswork out of this. Uh, we've seen time and time again teams with uh, big leads going into the fourth quarter, kind of put in guys who generally don't play a lot um, at the same time. I mean, these Portland Trailblazers guys, this is their shot. It really is. These are the minutes that coaches are going to watch or try to figure out if they can actually play NBA-level basketball. So I don't want to be holding Jazz minus 18, whether I have 25, 30 points going into the fourth quarter, and C.J. Ellaby and, and Elijah Hughes and, and whoever these people are just go bananas. Um, <laughs> while some of the older Jazz guys are like, whatever, that's fine. We're still up by 20 here. Go for it. Have fun, kids. Um, so, yeah, give me the team total over, too. Yeah, I am staying far away from laying the points with the Jazz because how many times – have I gotten burned as the with the Jazz as double-digit favorites? It's not good. The Jazz have also lost seven times outright as a double-digit favorite, so anything really can happen with the Jazz. Let's just hope they, you know, put up enough points to cover for you guys. We had a question, and we're just about to jump into our question and answer, so with you two taking the Jazz team total, I suppose we can just kind of transition over there. Will this uh, spread reach 20 points at all by tip-off? Did we get that far? No, uh, I mean, it's, again, I yeah, thought it was sorry, 19 like for a little it, bit, so I think it's gotten some resistance. There are certain sharp guys who will just grab 20 out of respect. Like it's that that number is just too high. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it, it would have already reached that point if it was going to settle around that number. And yeah, it, given that there's already been buyback, I don't think it's going to get that high. However, if Utah go and win by 30 something today, we might see a 20 point spread in a Portland game by the end of the. It's coming. Wow. Okay, that's kind of crazy. Uh, Celtics and Hornets play tonight. That's going to be a decent one. Celtics are a 
seven and a half point favorite earlier today over on BetUS. Let's take a look at the live odds and see what they are right now. Still seven and a half point favorite. Uh, what do you what, what do we think there? I mean, Celtics have been playing fantastic basketball on both sides of the ball as of late, and the Hornets played last night and lost to Brooklyn, so a back to back for them. Josh, yeah, it, it's very much Boston or pass. I think at the moment is is the case in most Celtics games, but you know you're also going to be paying a premium for them now every night. It feels so. This line probably a touch higher than where I would have it, um, and yet that would still be the only way I would lean here. So. Like I said, it's very much Boston or pass. You're just having to pay basically top dollar for them on the spread. Alex, you agree? Yeah, I think that the market is finally starting to overvalue Boston a little bit here. So, um, again, I don't know if I'm ready to bet the Hornets. They've just been a complete mess, you know, a rudderless ship really without Gordon Hayward. We know he's out tonight. Um, the only bet I did make in this game, my first quarter model spit out like 58 points in the first quarter. They're hanging 55. So go the first quarter over 55 if you need something there. Okay. I like it. Uh, any props today, Josh, our prop guy? What would be, uh, anything that you guys have been looking at? Oh, it's been a while since we've been asked that. Yeah. I didn't come prepared. I, I thought we, that ship had <laughs> sailed. Um, nothing that I can, I can say I've safely looked at or looked into um, thus far, but again, I would be looking at, at certain games with matchups like Toronto in particular, where I think that there's some pretty big advantages for guys like Pascal Siakam to really take advantage of his matchup in particular. So maybe his points, even his points, rebounds, assists, you know, his usage is always going to be uh, at a level that sort of justifies the market number there. And I think that the opportunity against this San Antonio defense and his particular matchup uh, is one he should be able to take advantage of. All right. Love it. Your props have, have hit at a fantastic rate this year. So Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, 100% on the 100%. show, right? <laughs> yeah. What, what did you say yesterday, show? You're, uh, you're just so hot right now, Josh. <laughs> All around. Your record, you've been you've been really good since the All-Star break. Really good yeah. on props. Josh, just so hot right now. Love it. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a look at the best bets that we're hoping to be hot on tonight. We're all three uh, going up against each other a little bit. I suppose Alex and Josh versus me. I'm taking the Bulls, and they are taking the Pistons. And then um, a couple unders, a couple overs, some team totals here. The Jazz team total over 120 for both Josh and Alex. And Raptors money line over the Spurs for Josh. Well, that is all we have for NBA talk once again. Head over to uh, our YouTube channel, one, give the NBA show right here a little like, subscribe, hit that alert button so you know when we go live. And then also check out BetUS's newest channel, the More Sports channel, has golf, tennis, horse racing, and the Players' Championship preview is already out there. So head over to that channel, check that out. Also have a uh, triple crown coverage coming on soon. Lots of good stuff. You can really get stuff for any sport that you're interested in. Shows all across the whole BetUS network over on our YouTube channel. That is all. Good show today. Quick show. And um, we have plenty more to recap and talk about tomorrow. So we will look forward to seeing you all then. Have a good night.